We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, so 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 spit some shit. Let's hear let's hear some let's hear some shit. Okay, I got this little 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 beat I like. Okay, uh, Tori, the Tori show, the Tori show. Okay, though, usually around this time I would go ahead and get for a show, but still I gotta do an interview about my data, and that's cool, cause I can quit it when I say so. Leg up, let him in. Season one it is done. That be Keenan, and we coming through. Shout out to Keenan, son. Keenan don't have a son. He a, he got daughters. Me, I got kids in a condom that I ordered. You know what I do? I keep it on quarters. I meant the weed. I keep them in quarters. I keep them in the drawer. I, you know it, dog. I used to want to draw, but can't write a straight line. So anyway, I sold drugs on my second year of college to make my money back. That's an entrepreneur. <laughs> Was that 16? I can't really count. Been going since 16. Minus five, I started at 11. Don't harm me. My first rap was about me killing Barney. <laughs> that was it. Got grounded for a week and I was back out like this. Uh, man, I'm stunting like what I used to do outside wrestling to a nigga broke his butt. It was somebody else. But he did. He broke his butt. It's his tailbone for real. That's what the doctor said or something. But... We were kids, and we said that he broke his butt. He came to school like, look, I was in a fight. No, you broke your butt. You jumped off the roof and cracked the shit in half. And nigga, I wasn't good at science, but excelled at math. And I knew how to ask, so I got that money in stack. And now I'm going to turn this off. I think that was 16, Jack. I don't know. <laughs> Chris Red is one of the funniest young brothers on SNL right now in what is clearly the blackest generation of SNL ever. Love to see that. But Chris is hysterical. I love the way that he just comes in and just finesses the lines and bugs out his eyes. And like, he's hysterical. And I love that he used to be a rapper. I love that he's still got that in him, that he can bring that to the show, to the video interludes that they make. 
And I love how much he cares about the culture. We talk about hip hop a ton in this, including the time a little while ago on SNL when Kid Cudi came through and ripped for hip hop culture. And also in tribute to Kurt Cobain, even though some of us didn't know that at the time, Cudi went out and wore a dress. Had to ask Chris Red what he thought about that. Yeah, I was like, wow, damn, I ain't see that coming. <laughs> and no one saw it coming. We didn't, we had no idea. And, and you know, and I was like, that's okay. Yeah, look, all right, then cut. And I remember us walking to the stage. I was like, so you about to blow the internet wig back. Because that's what you about to do. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, you know I <laughs> Oh man. I, I was I was like, I, I, I told him like I ain't never seen nobody swag out in a in a, in a sundress like that before. Man. That was crazy, son. That was crazy. Chris Red is hysterical. We talk about SNL and how hard it is to be on the show and the structure of the show. We talk about comedy. We talk about hip hop. It's an amazing conversation. It's my man Chris Red from Saturday Night Live on Toure Show. The Toure Show. Okay, though. The Toure Show. Okay, though. Yo, Chris, how are you, man? What's going on with you, brother? How you feeling? I'm good, man. Well, I, how are you feeling? Because I know you feel a little disrespected by media. Wanted to give you some <laughs> extra love and attention because you are the man. You are crushing it on the show. Um, so what's going on? Appreciate it, man. It's so funny you brought that up. Uh, it's it's uh, I'm feeling good, man. I was I was feeling good even when reading those things. It's it's one of those it's, it's one of those things that's been happening for so long, and I, and I understand why it happens. Why is it and, happening? Because it's 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 clickbait culture, right? It's it's like you put the names on on the on on the headline that that people are gonna click on. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not an A-list uh, household name, so they they be like, hey, you know, let's put on the important people and that other guy. I don't even know who Timothy Chalamet is. Like all I know is he started. He was a host on SNL. I know you. Hey, I appreciate that, bro. And I, and I also I love Tiff. I, I love uh, I said Tiffany because I was thinking of Tiffany Haddish in that moment. I don't know why. <laughs> but I love Tiffany Chalamet, bro. He, he's he's mad cool, and it was it was dope to have him slide through and like pop up on the video. But it was also just like an insane thing for uh for for him to be on it for six seconds. And they're like, "Yo, Timothy wrote the craziest thing I've ever seen." And like, wow, that's crazy. I was right there. <laughs> but it was like. Just something that was that was making that was bothering me, but I didn't really know how to like um, talk about it because I didn't want to come off like a dick, like yo, y'all give me my respect, yo. <laughs> but but it was bothering me in a real way because you know you you up there putting all these hours into something to to just like continuously be left out. How long so, have you been on the show? Uh, I've been on the show for four years. Four years. That's a long yeah. time. How has it changed your life? Because this is a big job. Millions of people are watching. I'm sure you get recognized on the street. You can, you know, call any Hollywood producer you want, talk about ideas. How has it changed your life? I mean, it definitely uh, it definitely puts you on a different platform to be able to be uh, seen uh, by by you know the world by be be a part be a part of the conversation. Um, 
of, of things going on because it's it's just nothing touches culture in the same way as as the show. And then also people do understand how hard the show is. So if you're successful in it, um, it it's it's like a thing of it, it opens doors. It just opens doors to have having different conversations because people know what you're surviving. If you even bad at the show, people are like, why? Well, you know, it's hard. And you, and, and you can. You can be like, you could not get the show and still be completely talented. So it is a badge of honor in this way. And it's kind of elevated everything um, opportunity wise for me. You know, I still have to like audition. And like, I, I, don't, I don't got everybody a number, but I could, I could like get it though. I yeah. could get a number if yeah. I need to get a number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, or an email at least. At you, the very you, you get Jordan Peele on the phone within a day. I mean, he'll be on the phone, not with me, but like, I, I know who he, who know him enough to be like, hey, tell tell Jordan I said what up, you know what I mean, and and work my way into a, into maybe a meeting of some kind. So I, I feel like Jordan Peele just appears when you ready to when, when your career is at that point. You know what I'm saying? He just appears in your house like, yo, what's up, dog? You want to make a hit or what? You know? <laughs> he appears to you when other people say your name in the mirror. That Jordan Peele appears at your house. In my house, yeah, 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 yeah. When, when, yeah, when enough headlines give me credit. No. <laughs> so wait, so I know the show is hard. I, I, you know, I've I've, I've had a, f- a couple of friends who were you know on the show. So I, I'm, a, but tell the folks because it really starts on Tuesday, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, yeah. Well, how it was before COVID was uh, it was like Mondays you go in and you and you and you pitch and you will meet the host and you you pitch these one jokes like a bunch of us. Adults sitting on the floor in Lauren's room, all crunched up, and he calls one by one, and we're all just like trying to pitch a one line or two line just to show you that, that you got some chops and 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 get the host used to and comfortable uh, with with just like just this beginning introduction. And then from there, you kind of plan out what you're gonna do on a Tuesday. Or if you don't got nothing, you just know kind of like you like link up with who's doing what, and then by Tuesday, you're already writing. That was when it was when I was first getting there. Now it's like I write all the time, and then like um, by Monday, it's like we, we kind of zero in on where we're going, like where where I'm gonna go, or if I don't already know. And then by Tuesday, uh, start like by Tuesday we, we've already kind of written it, and, and now we're just rewriting and, and like reworking, or if something changes in the in the zeitgeist uh, on the news cycle, that's like oh maybe we shouldn't joke about that just quite yet, or it, it, it can't do it that way. We could flip things around, so. It's like for me, it's like a week. It's it's like, especially with COVID now, it's like, man, we did that weird little flute sketch, and uh, Dan Bula had brought that idea to me like three weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, uh, or, or I guess now six weeks ago, because it was like on that last break we had from SNL, he called me like, yo, I think when we come back one of these weeks, we should do this, and he just played, he just played like a rough of it, and I was like, oh hell yeah, let's 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 do that, and so we just kind of like. That next week on on our off break, we were just kind of working on it, and then that week that we decided to do it, we worked on it. So it's just you find you find your rhythm and your way of of, of like making it, but you have to have it due in by that Wednesday in order for it to have a chance to be read. So so it's, so Wednesday you've submitted something, and then what's that? Thursday, Friday, you're tweaking and rehearsing it. Right. Yeah. So if it's a, if it's a live sketch, you're you're either rehearsing Thursday or Friday. With the rewrite table on Thursday, uh, and then you, uh, yeah, and then and then you'll rehearse it again once on Saturday, dress rehearsal, and then you try it on on uh, the first audience 
that night for the dress rehearsal. And it, if it makes it to live, then that's you'll you'll have done it a total of three times. Because there's, there's there's two or three sketches that get cut every week. Yeah, more than that. Sometimes depending depending on on a week, man. There's there's been some bloody weeks. Uh, but <laughs> you know, but yeah, but you know something like it's gonna get cut for for the most part, just because it's it's a lot of good ideas to just get to the table a lot of times. And uh, and sometimes you just don't have any kind of clue what's going on. You just everybody surprised together. Uh, but you in with a pre tape, you got even less time. You kind of just produce it on, on Thursday, kind of figure out what, what it's going to look like. They build the sets and on Friday. You got Friday to shoot it, and then and then between Friday and Saturday, you're editing all the way down to to the live show. Uh, so that's that's like a it's a, it's an amazing process, but it's like. You're always you're constantly working on crunch time, and then you don't even know what's gonna get cut until like you might make it to air like on the board, but like you might still get cut during the live show depending on how things are rolling. So you just constantly on your on your seat. So it's like you can't really like uh, celebrate anything until you're until you're in it and it's over. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? You're on the stage in front of the people. Like all right, now we're doing this. We doing it. <laughs> but you yeah. might be in six sketches a week right like you gotta so you gotta learn like five six different whole sketches well that these these past few weeks were great uh that was like the most i i played in the show at one time back to back to back so it was like um yeah you but you're excited though to do that like to me you know and and to i, I would say not to speak for people but to speak for the people kind of because like you know, as a comic you're out there doing hours of comedy you're out there improvising hours of comedy and then you get into this show where you're fighting for minutes you know you're fighting for these few lines you're fighting for you know like your five minute there two minute here one minute there three minutes here so that's not a whole lot you know what i mean like in the grand scheme of like you know so to me to have a lot of stuff to do is like fun that that's a that's a, a, a dope great challenge because I've had I've had the other end of it a lot where you're just not in the show at all. And it's there's just nothing to learn. You're just sitting there watching people have fun, just okay. So all right, yeah. So I'm still happy to be, I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy. No, I'm happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah. talk to me about uh because some of the sketches you're sort of like one of the main people, and some of the sketches you're kind of like secondary, and some of them you're kind of like hanging back a little bit, maybe get one line or whatever. So how does that casting work out? Is it kind of like, yo, that's that's my guy, and you know, I'm closer to him, so he pulls me in on different sketches, or Lauren is saying, okay, put Chris in this, and how does that work out? Well, it, that's the the casting. I mean, there's always like last minute changes. If, if like it, sometimes it's like last minute casting switches or add add ons at the rewrite table if they think of a, a different joke or if somebody's lighter in, in the show, because spreading it out between twenty cast members is tough. You know what I mean? Um, but in, in the origin, in the in like the origin of everything, you write based on who you think is going to hit at the table and who you think is going to like fulfill this idea in the best way, you know, and 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 get that energy out and like because you because you're learning how to write for everybody. The writers are, are brilliant and they just like and when you and when you get somebody that you know how to write for and you know how to win with, then you then you continue to shoot that shot. Shoot that shot. If if your shot is the three pointer, Keenan. I'm going for the three. You know, I'm a guy. I gotta pull up with the three pointer, and and, and he's he, it's he's, he's consistent. You know, he's always and it's and that's like it kind of goes for everybody. You know, what I mean, if you're if you're working on a Kate McKinnon piece, 
You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're working on a Kate McKinnon piece. You know what Kate's going to do. So whoever's going to compliment the, that, that thing or, or that idea in general, uh, you kind of just, you, you, you cast them, you know what I mean? You, you get to know your castmates. It's kind of why it's a growing process with the show too. Cause when you're new, people don't really know what you bring to the table yet. Right. Unless, unless you came in there when your audition was like my, like the characters that I've done and I continue to kind of bust out. I wasn't doing those in my audition. I was doing stand up in different characters, but I was like, I ain't doing impression. I, I'm not an impressionist. I just do character work, baby. And if, if it happens to cross over, it crosses over. Because imp- impressionists are so dope because they have, they have like 200 people in a bag ready to just flat, 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 flat. Me, I can do them, but like, I'm not a guy who's like, I, uh, Jenny McCarthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta get a run and start. <laughs> is, it ex- it is, ex- is it exhausting being on the show? Oh, 100%. I'm still tired. You know, I got, I got anxiety and, and depression and all that. And, uh, and, and sleep is a big major part of it. And insomnia on top of that. And, and so sleep has always been a struggle. Um, and this job, this job is like, you know, to be good at it, you got to put, put a lot of hours in, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and you got to move quick. And for me, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I work best that night. And I'm and I've just been used to that. So it's so some weeks if you're busy, some weeks if I'm busy, I I, I could go a couple of days, a couple hours of sleep, and then like you just crash on Sunday. On Sunday you just crash and don't do nothing, you know. But then I will sometimes get up and go do stand up real quick and then come back home and crash. But like it's really just like knowing these three weeks about to be intense, knowing when to get your pocket to sleep because you're you're gonna go a few days. You know what I mean? Like that Tuesday, that's an all right, all right night. You know what I mean? Unless I've, I've organized it where like we're done and we we all feel done, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kind of be up all night working on something. Yeah, the music is kind of, kind. I'm constantly up all night working on it because you only got so much time. Yeah, your days are like what, like noon to to midnight. Man, my okay. So like a like a Tuesday. A Tuesday, uh, I could I could easily do a Tuesday like we kick it off at like eleven, but I'm still in the morning. I'm writing. I'm just having breakfast and like and and I'll train and then I'll go, uh, I go. I'll start writing and we'll just do writers meetings all day. It, and it might not. I might not be done until three thirty in the morning. Um, if, if 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 it's music, definitely like this last few weeks I was up all night. I didn't go to sleep till five. Then I got back up at eight to do notes with it. Cause some other writers slept so they can wake up fresh and have fresh eyes on some on stuff. And, and then, um, and then we were doing like, and then we were, we were producing someone from the other week that didn't get chose that week, but got moved to the, the week. So then I had a production meeting right in between that before submitting to the table. So it just, it's like, but that's not every week, but it's like with, with the production part of it, but it, it is every week with the writing. Like it's kind of just, you know, some of your ideas just don't come to you till like the pressure's on. Oh you know? hell yeah! You talk about you know dealing with depression, and I know a lot of comics are kind of depressed and sad inside, and the the the, the drive to do comedy comes from having that inside. Is that kind of how it is for you? Yeah, I've always channeled my my uh, my energy to to a creative space to uh, try to find some healing and relief in that. Uh, I just started going to therapy over the past, like, this has been like maybe a year and some change. Uh, so, and that's really helped a lot with like figuring myself out, like what's going on. Cause I had all these feelings and I've, I've, I, and I've had all these things 
that have been going on in my head for so long, but I would never, I, I never got like, uh, you know, just mental health was just was, wasn't a, 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 a thing that was that, that we talked about at all. And this, and a couple of times I try to go to a doctor and be like, yo, I, I, I just feel anxious. And I had these down days where I just can't move. And I'm like, yo, okay. Is there, is there something that I, I, I should be looking into? And every doctor be like, will you smoke weed? I'm like, yeah, I, I do. And they were like, oh, well, then stop. Like, but I did that and it was still sad for two things now. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it just, but identifying it, it helps, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it kind of, it, it helps a lot. And, and, uh, my, man, and my anxiety and my depression is all tied into how much sleep I get too. And other things, chemical stuff, but like, but a, a big deal of it is that. And, and, and for a long time, I've used my anxiety and, and like insomnia as a benefit. Like I would, I was like, all right, I'm up, I'm up every day in the studio. I'm up all night in the studio because I'm grinding. You know, I, I would categorize it as that instead of, hey, you need sleep. Maybe you should figure out what's going on. But for me, I was like, man, I'm broke. I ain't got time to figure out what's going on inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, black people are so like, who's got time to figure out what's going on inside? I got to fill this bank account. Man, I swear, swear, man, I talk about it it in my stand-up too. Like, like it wasn't until I was able to have my first real vacation, bro. Like, well, I was just sitting on a beach and I'm just chilling for the first time in ever. And, and I'm a grown man and I'm sitting here. Why am I sad right now? Nigga, what's going on with me? Like, like I shouldn't be feeling like I'm anxious. What is, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was crazy. Cause like when you finally slow down, you realize everything that you, it's like a driving with a car where they got, they got problems, but you, but you got a great sound system. So you just drown out all the noises. <laughs> That's what I was doing, but like <laughs> I was just drowning it out with the work, you know. And then we I took the break. I was like, oh yeah, man, I'm anxious as hell. And I don't know why, you know. I gotta figure some, that out. Some people who are artistic in any number of ways are like, I don't want to figure it out because that's gonna screw up my art. Oh, but- that was some of my, my biggest fears was uh was like, I mean, even now when I'm you know trying to like figure out ways to, cause I, I, I've, I've looked into and worked with all the ways to like, uh, try to keep my, between therapy and, you know, and, and, and working out, trying to keep the endorphins pumping, still trying to find ways to, de- to deal with my anxiety in, in a, in a healthy way. And, and, and the, like looking at these antidepressants and like stuff like that, I'm like, man, is that going to make me not as creative? Right. You know what I mean? Just being so aware of every single thing that's tied to stuff like, Damn, I feel like I was better when I just was just running blind. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like now I know why I'm depressed, and that makes me sadder somehow. And uh, <laughs> this don't feel great. But like those are just moments. Like overall, it's so much better to. to uh, it's better to uh, know. It's be- definitely definitely better to know, man. I wish I could tell young me like what's going on. It's- we live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door. Thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, 
Let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. It's interesting because I guess... I would say you hide it well, you know, because I I didn't I wouldn't have known any of this was going on. Like Pete Davidson, he didn't have to tell us stuff was going on. Like we could kind of look and see and listen to the comedy, be like, oh, he got stuff going on inside there. He might not, you know, need to see a doctor or something. But you know, Chris seems like you know he's your your man from down the street who's funny as hell. Man, I was surprised. <laughs> um... Yeah, I have anger issues and and like you know ADHD focus issues, all those all those things I have. But like I've worked a lot of jobs, fifty, uh, and they were and they were jobs where I learned how to mask what I was feeling. And also, you know, my family's from the south, like we just done vulnerability wasn't something that we just like right. You, I you never never uh, let them see you sweat was something that was always preached in the house. Which is like sometimes you do though. Sometimes you do gotta let them see you sweat. Sometimes people gotta know you sweating, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me know when you sweating. Hey, if I'm coming in for a dap, you wet. I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. <laughs> Such a drawback to that. Never let them see you sweat. Like, let them see they. It's like I get the point of it, but it's also like it, it's just why why I have to box all that up? Why you know what I'm saying? You gotta let some of that energy out and let people in. But I've learned how to. Over the course of few years, over the course of years, just learn how to like keep smiling, keep hustling, keep moving past it, because you will get past it, you know. And uh, 
And so, so that's what I would do when I was younger. You know, I would work at Olive Garden. I didn't like Olive Garden, but if you came in there, you would have been like, damn, this, this nigga really likes working at Olive Garden. <laughs> like, I, I like money and things that are... I like money. You know, <laughs> the money's what I- Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. One of the things I love about you on the show is that um, you're black. You're a black comic. You don't like sand off the edges. Like you bring that part of you into everything that you do on the show. And I love that about you. Uh, no, I appreciate it, man. I, you know, I try to, I try to really like. Um, I think it's, a, I think it's a dope situation that that we're part of the most diverse cast uh, from from cast to writers uh, in the in the show's history. This is the and, blackest era of the show's history, without a question. Yeah, it's never. We, I mean, we're having conversations we never had before. We're able to have sketches that we never had before. Uh, with with full cast members with and four ho- black people in one cat, I'm like, yo, this this is crazy. It was it, it was wild. It was it was like I remember we were uh, we were talking about a sketch and 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 I and I wanted uh, uh, for my Rudolph and and they were like, yeah, what what if you guys are all a family? I'm like, we don't all we don't gotta be all be a family just because we all you know, just gonna be all black in a sketch. We don't gotta be a family every time. But it was also like, oh, that's such a cool thing now that, to be able to say that because no other cast member in, in the history of this show has been able to say that, you know what I mean? Uh, have those kind of complaints about it um, and for better or worse, you know? And, and I think, it, I think it's dope. I, and I guess it's like just knowing that my voice and what I want to bring to the show and, and what I've always wanted to see and what inspired me on, on the show. I just try to stay true to that, you know what I mean? And stay as versatile as I can. Um, but also stay true to like what what I what I think is funny, and and if anybody like me is watching, like to give y'all a little something, you know what I'm saying that that you might be able to, to like pull from because it's a 90 minute variety show. It's a variety of sh- shit you're seeing. You know why I mean? why are there more black people on the show now than ever before? Uh, I think because we the shit, but also. Um, <laughs> You are, but there's always been four or five black people who could have rocked this show. Hundred percent. I think it's just. I think it's. Um. I mean, I think it's a push. I think the institution's been pushed to like find talent, like that's out. I mean, I you know I, I remember those articles before I got there about like they're not being enough uh, black representation. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that representation conversation has has just been. On, on top of mind. And I know when I walked in there, when they, you know, if they ever ask for anybody, you know what I'm saying? I'm always, I'm always looking for to the pool of my people. Like, yo, yo, who, who want to do the show? Who want to do the show type of thing? And, and, you know, and it's, it's, and I think we just have a lot of people who are focused on that. You know what I mean? Who are just really trying to pull, pull that up. And I think the institution is changing because it has to just like we're putting pressure on everybody else in the, in the world, True. you know what I mean? And in, in the, in the country. They, like the pressure's on them too, you know. Uh, I feel from the outside, I feel like it appears like Keenan had enough power 
that when the outsiders were saying, yo, what's up? And Keenan's inside like, yo, what, we, we got to change this. And, and have that inside-outside pressure made the difference. No, it's, 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 it's tough to say because the, it's, the institution is still ran, it's still ran like there's a captain of the ship and, and, there's, and there's everything else. And, uh, and then there's the studios and all that. So I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to say that, like, I mean, I know that he was, he was, he was, he was up in, he was big up in people. Like, and all you can do is, 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 is put, is like have the conversations and put people in their face and, and have them audition. But it, like, and then outside of that, the rest is kind of out of your hands. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe he, I feel like Keen is a very powerful dude that like, that like, that's been in it so long that like, you know how you know how somebody's so strong they forget they're strong. Not saying he not, and this I don't even mean it's in a bad light at all. Like I, I mean I mean like oh oh yeah oh yeah I am that nigga because <laughs> he's just so humble and, and focused and like building his, and built a, a beautiful life and like you know what I mean and and he's just so great at what he does and he and that I'm like yeah he could be a bigger asshole about things and move and move in a certain way but that's just not how. He built, and, and I also don't think it was on just Keenan to do that. I think those, those conversations were happening, but I think that the entire institution has to be has to be willing to make that work True. for any any progress to be made. So I wouldn't I, I wouldn't go to put it on Keenan here to be like. So you 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 you've been a funny person for a long time. I mean, like, were you uh, the class clown who could make the teacher laugh when you were coming up, or like make the bully laugh before he beats you up, or like? Is this like adult professional figuring out how to become comedic? Uh, it's 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 that's a thank you. It's a that's a great question because people uh, from my high school uh, are, are like, yeah, I went to high school with, with Chris. He wasn't that funny. I wasn't trying to be funny for real. Um, so uh, or, or or they'll be like, yeah, I, I knew since high school you was gonna be funny. I'm like, mm, you didn't know me. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a little bit of all of it, man. Like I, you know, I had. Um, I had, I had issues with uh, racism in my in my schools growing up. And, Where? Where'd you grow up? Uh, in in Nequa, in, in Naperville. And when I went to school out there, and they actually kicked me out. Uh, and I went to this Indian prairie school like that. That was in Aurora, which is like another um, uh, suburb right next to it. And then and then Missouri to uh, in St. Charles, Missouri. I, I went when I when I was a young kid. I was like my first time really dealing with it. Wait, why like, did you get kicked out of school? Uh, because I was just, I was disruptive after they, after many, I mean, I got, man, they, I remember them, like, I hugged one of my friends, Laura, she was this white girl. I hugged her and I, I got put, I got locked up in the, in the office all day, uh, because they, they said, I, she tried to sit there and like in front of me and Laura, like he, is he attacking you? You don't have to protect him. You don't have to protect a, a hug, bro. Like this, I have stories for days about that. That's cool. But like outside of that, just being in a classroom and, and, and having that energy on, on top of uh, having having focus issues and people not communicating or taking the time to care about why I'm not because I'm like, t- if, I, if I took something home, I took a test home or anything, I, I got it down. Like my learning wasn't the problem. It was like the focus. And then and, and then it was just a, I, I was trying to take down a patriarchy at the same time, you know, and so I would just act out. You know, and, and I was and I had a lot of energy, a lot of a lot of anger, you know, issues. So I was just act out. I always wanted to be a part that I always wanted to be in the streets with my cousins. You know what I'm saying? So I was just trying to find ways to get out of school. Uh, and I 
with and then with like I got jump I got jump freshman year and then uh then, then never again because I uh I I started I started like roasting I started learning how to roast and uh and I started I started learning how to rap battle kids and I got over this over the stutter I had in my in my um just pretty much coming up until freshman year and I learned through like freestyling how to like stop stuttering I slow my slow my thoughts down so I can get so I can get them out and I, and I started clowning the biggest dudes and uh, I just got popular doing that I get I don't know if popular is the right word but people knew me I don't know if they liked this <laughs> old man I liked me but uh I, I was known for just shit talking and so I would just kind of do that as a protective measure but I just learned how to fight after I lost a bunch so wait I, can you still rap yeah yeah I still that, those are me on those raps I still, I still rap. I still write. Um, I still write like I guess non-funny raps. Can you but I just, I just taste the dream of it in the same way I, I used to. You know, but um, there's some. Yeah, I got, I got shit. You know, Can you man? spit got, something. Huh? Can you spit something? Oh shit! Spit some. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Okay, y'all, yeah, okay, Torrey, you gonna sit here and get that? Just let me, let me hit me with some shit real fast. Hold on, let me let me go ahead, let me go ahead and see if I got something I can spit. Uh, I can spit real fast. Now, damn, I would have had my like my best fucking beast. I got you though. Ask me something else while I set this up. Well, <laughs> the 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 thing that I, the other thing that I want to drive at is like what makes people laugh. Like I'm sure you're like a philosopher at this point of like what makes people laugh. Like what what it what is make because you keep you know a, a stand up comedian a sketch comedian you're making us laugh like over and over and over every couple of seconds so like what what is it? Well, it, it's it's um you you find you find you first start off by like what makes you laugh like what I start off by what makes me laugh and and um and then. I find the funny in that to me, and, and then I go out and I and, and I and I put that out there and and see if it's funny to to other people and the people that think like me, or the other people that my audience is gonna is gonna find me, and I, I think that's what finding your voice is and, and and figuring out what's funny. But also, there's people are, people are genuinely made in, in like in like seven eight different ways when it comes to like how they laugh and what they laugh at, you know, and you can kind of figure out what's going to tickle some tickle somebody you know what i'm saying Wait, like what are those seven or eight ways it's like some people are like um i, I said seven or eight. i may be overshooting it a little bit but there, there there are some people who who like uh hear something funny but don't laugh and they'll just kind of say it like they'll be like that's hilarious instead of laughing which is kind of weird uh, uh there are there are people who think they're more they're funnier than you so they'll laugh into like giving, like trying to tag your idea. Uh, there are easy laughers, people who just laugh at everything because of just a discomfort. And you, you got to know the difference because you can get thrown off with people like that because you'll be like, oh, my joke is killing. And then you'll go, I, I feel, just feel like people have different comedy IQs. And, uh, and, and, and there's like in New York, like it's, 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 good to ba- it's good to base it on cities. Like New York is a high IQ comedy city. So you just can't come around here talking any kind of crazy shit because they uh they know you know what i'm saying they they, they they just watch burr kill they just watch chris rock they just watch they watch all these dope comics you know what i mean come through here and, and and kill all the time and they watch them come up too they've watched them take l's 
you know, but then you go somewhere like, you know, just somewhere in the middle of, you know, Montana who, and, and, and you know, I ain't too many comics going through there. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could destroy in Montana. You know what I'm saying? Shouts to Montana. I've never been there. But you can you destroy Montana and then you come to New York and they're like, take that Montana shit out of here, B. Like, we don't need to hear all that. <laughs> like, it's just kind of, fit, you know, you figure it out. Um, but it's, it's all starts with self. And I think it, it should because it, you are representing yourself and your ideals and what you and what you really believe about and how you see the world. And so you can't cater it too much to how people feel. I mean, a lot of I think a lot of times you make me laugh behind the way that you say things like like you have a way of like slowing down the words and like getting your deep voice and trailing down. And it like, you know, like I'm not going to do you to you, but you know what I'm talking about, where it's like and that way of like that sort of arc of tone makes it kind of funny, like which is it's kind of like, do you think I'm stupid? But I'm saying something stupid and it's and it's funny. I um I really love I'm I really love delivery and I I love I love finding different ways to say to say things I love um I, yeah I I just love squeezing every kind of inch out of out of uh I really learned that that from like rap but also from like only getting certain lines here and there. Like, how am I going to say this in the best way that's the most effective in doing the job of the scene? You know what I'm saying? But, like, can show that I'm just not just a guy that just can read a line, but I got something, some stank to me a little bit, you know? Um, it's, 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 it's just a mixture of, yeah, it's, it's just a mixture of, 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 of both of those things, you know? And, and uh, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to find a, trying to find a, a rap. Cause I'm on, like, now I want to rap. Dude. <laughs> uh, All right, you want you want one more question while you search? Oh, uh, oh, I'm trying to check this. I'm trying to make sure that this this beat because I'm 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 about to look, man. You didn't put me on the spot and shit. You know what I'm saying? But you ready for it? I noticed that I I I was I would have prepared. <laughs> let, me, let me see. I would get my beats ready. I would make sure y'all niggas can hear me because I be talking. This gonna be silly. I think it's gonna be a silly. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna say yet. But I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna find this beat. What's that next question? So I can percolate on that bitch. While I, uh, well, I, I, I mean, well, I wonder like, what's your um, what's your Mount Rushmore of stand up comedians? Ooh. Oh, this is the. Uh, my Mount Rushmore. Hold on one second. I'm Mount Rushmore comedians. Um, it's uh, you know I, I what I liked about uh, Richard. Richard is on on my thing. I'll bring it back to the to, to the question from before. Richard Pryor, uh, hell yeah. I'm saying things. Delivery was a huge part of Richard. Like you know, not only was he was he was he a great joke teller and great storyteller, but He's bringing you along these journeys and his delivery was crazy. And he would, and he would say something so dark, but like have a delivery that you can, it, it made it digestible. And that's, and that's what I, I learned from him is like, I like, cause I, I talk about a lot of dark stuff, but like, because of my, of the way I say it and the way I carry myself and the way it's delivered, it, it doesn't seem as sad as it, it might be. You know what I mean? 
and, and I like that edge. I like I like being able to like go go dark and go further on, on topics because of that charm, Ch- kind of charming your way like through it. Um, it's definitely Richard. Um, uh, 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 oh, uh, damn, there's so. Uh, uh, what I want to say next, uh, Chappelle. Um, he's yeah. a Chappelle man. Um, just just so creative and like such a sick sick joke teller and story storyteller. storyteller i mean just crazy you It'd know like a 20 minute joke story odyssey traveling through but it's natural and then my wife said but like what yeah it's 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 like it's it's brilliant Car- uh carlin george carlin oh, hell yeah um just like i like and, and I like that narrative-based, like, character jokes, though. Like, hard jokes. But smart. Rock. Um, I mean, Either, my, but Carlin uh, wasn't a clown. He was a philosopher, which Chappelle and Pryor are, too. Like, we're not clown. And you talk about Chris Rock. Not a clown. Like, I'm smarter than you, but I'm going to make you laugh. But I'm, I'm up here smart, like, dropping my, my thought bombs on you. Yeah, man. Uh, Bill, Bill Burr, man, another one of those guys, you know, who pushes those limits. Patrice O'Neill, mm. monster. Yeah. Uh, um, and at me now, I'm like these ain't no exact order, <laughs> but but I'm just thinking of the guys that I really. I mean, Mitch Hepburn was amazing. Mm. Um, just just one line, and, like, and he used music in this in this in this amazing way too. Um, I mean, I have earthquake is a beast. Uh, earthquake. Oh hell yeah! I, I, I'm just naming the comics I like. I love <laughs> uh, Sinbad. Don't get enough credit for being cold, like cold on the mic. Just cold, cold, cold bloody. Just cold bloody. Like um, that could go on for days, bro. I but I, I, yeah, I, I love. I mean, I just love. I just love those motherfuckers' comedy. Like like a like a lot. Wanda Sykes is a beast. Like, she is. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm like, yo, who, who else? Who else? I gotta say, goddamn. I mean, Wanda, Wanda's a Wanda's amazing and still dropping heat. Like, and these these are folks that could still that that still go up and and drop and drop bars on your ass, and you're like, oh shit, okay, okay. Ronnie Chang's last stand up destroyed me. I watched that like ten times. I'm like, how did he do? It was so brilliant. The whole thing was just this brilliant construction. Yo, yo, Ronnie, Ronnie Chang is a is a monster, and he's unapologetically Ronnie all the time, which is which is which is great. I think a lot of the uh, newer class uh, uh, is has that. You know, my you know my homie, my sister Sam J, monster, monster special, uh, uh, just just crazy, crazy dope. No one's done it like a like crazy, like you know, and. Um, Yo, there's Michelle Wolf is fire. Uh, Yo, I mean, Michelle Wolf's last one destroyed me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, she's a she's a she's a joke machine. You know, you got um, has so many. John Mulaney's mad funny. Uh, Hysterical. He's mad, he's mad, 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 mad funny. I, I feel like like hey, if I ain't mention you, don't be hitting me. Like hey, nigga, why you ain't say my nigga? This is my interview. All right, I'm just. <laughs> Well, can you say your three favorite SNL cast members all time? 
of all time. Okay, I was like, uh, uh, right my- now, no, that, that's kind of a fucked up question. No, all you're time. Trying, you're trying to get you trying to get me written out of everything. Nigga. <laughs> uh, uh, oh man, my three uh, cast members of all time. Oh man. Um, well, Eddie Murphy is number one, no doubt. Um, you know, shout out to Garrett for uh for for blazing the trail. Garrett Morris, uh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without without him, there's no Eddie. Um, you know, uh, Will Ferrell. Mm. Um, he was a monster. Fucking beast, bro. Beast. And um, and Keenan, man. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, there's so many others. Like, I love Adam Sandler's, like, that's, what that kind of silliness is in that a, Belushi Aykroyd first couple of seasons. Have you have you dug into that? Because that shit is incredible. Oh, Belushi Aykroyd was insane. Farley is a monster. Uh, yeah. you, you talk. I mean, you're talking about like you're talking about an institution that has so many dope people, bro. Like it, it's 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 really it's really tough to pick three, but I'm I'm just picking like who. Who like as a as a shorty who 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 had me like oh man I want to be on that show, and it was Eddie for sure, you know what I'm saying it was uh it was Tim Meadows it was it was Farrell you know what I'm saying it was it was uh Andy Andy Samberg, it was um in the Lonely Island what they what they did Ooh. to like what they what they how they I'm on a boat it created the digital short line and I was like ah, I want to do that. I ever get on the show, I want to do that my way, but that, you know, and uh, yeah, that was a huge goal. So I mean, I, I could go, I could go on, I can go. What's crazy is that, um, and I want to hear, I want to hear your rhyme, but um, Sandberg, Sandberg. <laughs> people used to always tell me, "Yo, you sound like Andy Sandberg. You sound like Andy." Like what? Like what? Why? Why are you saying that? And then I went to uh, an Al Gore book party and Sandberg's uncle was there, but he's like the same age as Andy. He runs across the room and be like, yo, you know what? We in the family always be teasing Andy that he sounds like you. I'm like, you're going to be fucking kidding me out here. That is, that is insane. So it's just like a running joke that everyone's playing on y'all and y'all haven't had any say in this whatsoever. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't, I don't hear it. So, all right, so, so. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Torrey thrive market dot com slash Torrey 
Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. So, so spit some shit. Let's hear, let's hear some, let's hear some shit. Okay, I got this little, little, little beat I like. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm, I just pulled up some shit. I'm, a, I'm about to just wrap it, just, just so you niggas know what, what it do I hear. Yo, I'm going to say my rap name is Old Kid. <laughs> Cause that's what every, that's what every adult is. <laughs> hey, don't wait up, don't worry, I'll be home later. Ghost old kid grown baby, shorty thick, she a grown lady. Buying when I'm selling and it's pro ready. On my grind, like I'm pro skating. Love don't rush in, but I gotta rush in. No patience. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit, man. Just a little, just a <laughs> that's it. Keep going. What's the rest? That's not even sixteen. <laughs> yeah, that's not even sixteen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm here for. Okay, God. You said that's not even sixteen. Why are you gonna try me like that? All right, now, now I'm gonna have to go ahead and just wrap that was up. Like that was like five. I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I, I know what we. I didn't know we was we was really out here trying to spit full sixteen. Like I was in the. It was like I like I'm battling. It, it, okay, uh, Tori, the Tori show, the Tori show. Okay, though, usually around this time I would go ahead and get show, but instead I gotta do an interview about my data, and that's cool, cause I can quit it when I say so. Leg up, let him in. Season one, it is done. That be Keenan, and we coming through. Shout out to Keenan, son. Keenan don't have a son. He a, he got daughters. Me, I got kids in a condom that I ordered. You know what I do? I keep it on quarters. I meant the weed. I keep them in quarters. I keep them in the drawer. I, you know it, dog. I used to want to draw, but can't write a straight line. So anyway, I sold drugs on my second year at college to make my money back. That's an entrepreneur. <laughs> Was that 16? I can't really count. Been going since 16. Minus five. I started at 11. Don't harm me. My first rap was about me killing Barney. <laughs> that was it. Got grounded for a week and I was back out like this. Uh, man, I'm stunting like what I used to do outside wrestling until a nigga broke his butt. It was somebody else. But he did. He broke his butt. It's his tailbone for real. That's what the doctor said or something. But... We were kids and we said that he broke his butt. He came to school like, look, I was in a fight. No, you broke your butt. You jumped off the roof and cracked the shit in half. And nigga, I wasn't good at science, but excelled at math. And I knew how to ask, so I got that money in stack. And now I'm going to turn this off. I think that was 16, Jack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to just do it. That was the funniest shit I ever heard you say. Oh, my God. That was incredible. That was incredible. And that was that was freestyle. Yeah. That was bad. You're crazy. You think you're crazy. That was hysterical. That was hysterical. I'm not mad at you. I appreciate that. Yo, I might, I might like right at the top when you were saying Torre show, I might like loop that and make that our new theme song. Is that can we get a verbal? 
Hey, you do man, that? Hey, go ahead, do that. Go ahead, do that, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, do that. <laughs> that was so dope. That was so dope. Thanks, man. I'll do. I do some live shows. Uh, me and me and Echo Wodum uh have a have a improv group together called Gang Gang. We do a and we do like a mix of uh, uh, improv scenes, uh, debates, serious debates on silly topics, and and the loser. Me, like usually me, she's a great debater and went to school, uh, has to rap, you know, about just any kind of topics that they throw out. And it's a really fun way to to to, uh, to just be able to spit really silly things and go off on tangents. And sometimes, Where do you do this? Where can we see this? Uh, we've been doing a few of them uh, online, uh, but it, it, as the world open back opens back up, we'll, we'll be putting that out a lot more because we were kind of doing it around New York or in L.A. She came to Chicago once um but and, you know stuff's been shut down so we were just kind of getting traction as 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 things were, were shutting down so we did a couple times on live but it's much better like having us kind of together so wow. as you know man you should definitely come out you know i definitely i definitely want to see that that sounds incredible so wait so tell us about comeback barack which is like one of the, the one of the joints that everybody knows and loves you for like Where'd that come from? And like, just like tr- making that shit must have felt incredible. Look, I, I had to take this jacket off because it's hot in my damn house. But I just, I was, I was just repping my, repping my squad real quick. Got a little season one jacket, so I would show my love. But niggas hot. Okay, uh, <laughs> come back, Barack, man. Uh, the gift that keep on giving, bro. Um, it, it was, it was. So I write with this. I have a writing partner. His name is uh, Will Steven. He is he's been writing at SNL about six, six or seven years now. And uh when 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 I started up there, I was like, yo, uh we, we were just talking. He's like, I, he had did the uh the jingle back back jingle barack. I think it was like a Christmas thing that they did which which chance before I was I, before my time there. And he was like, I, I did that one, I want to do another one with Barack. And I'm like, yeah, that would be dope. And so let's just think about it. It's like a like an R and B joint. Like I, it's, it's, it's just think about. It. So we, then we just like that was like maybe the second week I was there, and then like I think the fifth week or the sixth week, we 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 actually did it when chance when we found out chance was coming, we we're like, oh, all right, so this this is this this might be the time to do the the Obama thing. So then we just started thinking about like, all right, like what what um yeah, we we knew it was gonna be a nineties R and B ballad. But I was like, all right, so immediately I'm thinking Jodeci. I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking boys to men. I mean, there's, there's it's, a, it's, it's a strict, who was running it then? It's like, that was easy. So then it was like, all right, so we started pulling from that and kind of getting this, uh, getting some kind of sound together, like what, what, what it was going to be. And we just wrote that joint um, with Keenan uh, that night, man. I just remember being up all night. That was one of those nights where it was just like, I, I went home. Uh, I went home like eight or nine a.m. and uh, and I got back up at eleven and got to working on making sure the beat was not was right and making sure every joke was right and we just went in there and uh, that was the first thing I had at the table that I had written that had 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 such a great response throughout the week like it was like the table read it killed and I was like oh shit this is what it's like to have something work. At this motherfucker, because before that I was just trying and it was not going well. <laughs> I mean, things that you do outside of the show, you bring to that table read. It's hard, it's the hardest table read in the industry, I mean, personally, I think. Um uh, and I and I know others agree for sure. Because the level is so high. 
the 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 bar is so high. The shows the show is done a certain way, but the bar is high. Like, that 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 table read has seen thousands and thousands of sketches. And is, so is every that, is I, that Lorne setting the bar high, or is it just the culture of the room? I think it's. I think it was initially initially Lorne, of course, but then it's what the it's the it's what's come before. You know what I'm saying? It's like the fact that there's been 45 generations of this place, 45 years of this place, and, and so many generations of this place that you know you coming. If I have a down by a river sketch. Uh, it gotta, you know how good my down by the river sketch gotta be? Like, a ladies man sketch? Like, you know what I'm saying? And there's so many different, everything's been kind of covered. Like, not everything, but a lot of, a lot of the same topics kind of get covered, so you gotta bring it. You know, you really gotta outshine the last thing. Even down to impressions that somebody did before you and you get there, you try to do that same impression. Your impression gotta be so tight. You know what I mean? And, and, and like, I mean, the random. shit they did for Bill Clinton, for the first George Bush, for the second George Bush, like so. Yeah, if you're gonna do some Barack shit, like we got to, we got to go hard. You gotta go. You gotta go hard. You gotta make sure you're Barack. And also, it's, it's, you also got the the thing of like you gotta see people. You know what I'm saying? Like you got, you might bump into people, man. You might not bump into Barack. I feel like you see that coming, but like <laughs> <laughs> like he travels with a lot of people, but like. <laughs> But for the most part, if I'm gonna do a TI impression, I gotta be willing to stand by what I'm doing because I'm gonna be the one seeing TI outside. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you, so for better or worse, you know what I mean? And, and, and but that's comedy in general. And but has anybody rolled up on you like, yo, um, I saw what you did about me. I saw what you said. Nah, nah, no one's rolled up, but um, people have either not acknowledged it. Or, or like, visibly been pissed off at me. Like, Kanye does not like my impression. I'm just, I, I, I know this for sure. We have seen each other multiple times at the show, and the last time he gave me, he gave me the Batman look, bro. My man was like, we were all in a conversation. It was like, it was like uh, just a bunch of legends. It's like it was like Rock and Chappelle and everybody, and then he was standing right in the middle, and I was standing over here. It was like Keenan and some of us standing right there, but his back was to me, and, and I was like, "What's up, yay?" Knowing that the man don't don't really fuck with me like that, he just gave me a Batman, like a like a you know what I'm saying, like a like a like a I just say Doctor look, and then just like you know, then he <laughs> no full turn. I'm like, oh, he don't he don't like what I did. Okay, all right, all right. well, hey, it's fine. Okay, hey, well, you free to think, you free thinker. So, <laughs> uh, it's just you know with Cory Booker I heard from all his people uh, the people that were working on his campaign and stuff like that that they were dying at it so I assumed he didn't like it <laughs> with, with Kanye though like 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 you come years after South Park did fish dicks like to the level of like this dude don't get nothing about him he's mad at everybody talking about him but he wants everybody to talk about him so like, what you going to, I mean, like, I think your impression of him is pretty solid. You don't make him look too ridiculous. Like it's funny, but it's not like a ridiculous caricature. Yeah. I mean, I come from roast culture, man. I was, you know, I was raised doing that. You know what I mean? I, I came up with it. I have an appreciation for that. And for people who can, who can take jokes, I think it just makes, it's just, it's just a cooler thing. Like to be able to laugh at yourself, 
You're already cool as fuck, man. Like, why are you mad at me? You get to be you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm out here cracking jokes. On this cool meter, you cooler than me, dog. Like, you know, it was like the if the Migos had got mad at me, like, y'all niggas are Migos. Look at our, look at my fans, look at your fans. How how are you not doing well? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's like a that's what the sh- comedy shows have always been to me. It's like it's it's a, if you're if you're doing your thing in the cultural zeitgeist, you're part of the conversation, you're getting a send up. Like that's that's right. a part of it. You know, right. and, and and now there's it's we're at a time where you could like if you knew it was malicious, you would know it because I'm the type of comic I would just tell you I don't like you. You know, you'd have seen posts before I did jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't you know like I I came up liking Ye. You know, I met Ye when I was a kid. I gave him my mixtape, and he was like, nah. And then uh, and then and Common, was there, and Common took it. He was like, I I take it. And and Common called me back and everything. So I was like, okay. So I learned real early that you don't have to like somebody or they don't have to like you to appreciate the heart of what they do. And I, so I just assume like cool people laugh at themselves. Right. And if you can't laugh at yourself, you got a lot. You got some other shit going on or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always better when people are, are cool about it. Like Soldier Boy was really cool about it. Smokey Robinson was. Amazing about it. Um, uh, Daniel Kalula was was dope about it. I know some comics go into a sketch or stand up and they're fearless and they're like, you know, if y'all don't laugh, that's on y'all. And some people are kind of nervous. Like, I really hope this goes well, and if it doesn't, I might be hurt. Like, personally hurt. Like, mm-hmm. we, where where you fall? Uh, I fall in like, yo, we're going to go out here and we're going to do this, man. Like, I, I'm not I'm not going to be afraid to do something once I've already decided to do it. You know what I'm saying? If I missed the mark on something, all right. There's a, there's a joke I had, on, like, you know, when on me doing the update desk and the last thing that you say as, as, after, after the sign-off uh, is just some wild, wild line joke, right? I did this, uh, I did this, I, I went on as me, uh, right before the pandemic, right when, right? It wasn't even a pandemic yet. It was just like white people on a ship got sick on, on, on a cruise ship, right? And, I, and it was Black History Month. So I did a Black History Month roundup of like how they were trying to put Harriet Tubman like this on a, like Wakanda forever on, on a car. The movie hadn't been, even been out when she was trying to escape f- to freedom. So it, it was just a lot of things that were bugging me. And, and then I, I said, as my, as my sign-off joke, I was like, black people can't get the coronavirus because that's how crazy it, 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 it was in my mind because nobody black had gotten it. And, right. and that two weeks later, I was like, oh, that didn't age well. Uh, right, right, <laughs> you know? right, right, right. It's just something that you just like, ah. And I, and I, didn't, and I realized it immediately, but then... Then you just like have people who just run with that type of stuff. And like there was a guy who was like, see, it's a conspiracy. They even got this nigga working for the system. I'm like, no, nah, man, that's just not even the case at all, actually. So that's the way it went. At first, I remember like mid-March, yeah. we'd be like, yo, you notice we're not getting the shit, right? And then by like early April's like, yo, we getting it worse than them. Like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Who who injecting? Is this Tuskegee all over again? Who injecting this shit in our communities? This is crazy. Yo, what is um what is your superpower professionally? What are you doing better than most other people that's allowing you to have the career success that you're having? Uh my superpower is 
is work ethic and having and truly enjoying the time, having the time of my life, applying my work ethic is like, I've always been able to outwork anybody. It's just like, you know, my parents, even when we weren't getting along, you know, and they ain't believing what I was doing or whatever, they, they are two hardworking people who, who, who came from, uh, came from the South and just built, built something. And, and like, that was just instilled in, in, in me and my brother and my sister, you know, and, and, um, and I and I've always been able to stay true to that. And 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 then the fact I struggled for a very long time, uh, you know, I didn't really get my I my break, my, which a break is just a series of of things that are uh, that that build up over time. But but I was already in my thirties, bro. I had been broke all until up until thirty. So it's just I feel like that gave me a viewpoint. Like I I know I know life more not having shit than I do having it. So I'm just always in this place of being thankful for it, even to the point I sometimes shame myself for feeling like mad about something. Well, that, you, you know. How was how is money? How is having a little money changed? Or not a little. How has having money changed you? Um. Well, first, at first, it was like I could spend it. I could spend money. Like I, I, I was spending it on on dumb. I was doing all the shit that I thought I was missed. I missed out on. Like, what I, dumb shit did you do? What? What dumb shit did you do? Oh man! So new money, Chris did everything. I mean, I mean, yacht, yacht with jet skis meeting up. You know, bunch of people on the boat, but you're know, just having a music video days, man. Uh, going to Vegas and spending a dumb amount of money, brought all my homies, and just to give them a vacation away from their lives and their struggles, just to come and like have a good time, and 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 I did that a bunch. <laughs> Clubs popping bottles because I had always been a nigga waiting in line. Talk about I don't wait in lines, but I'm in line though. You know what I mean? So I was able to like finally be the dude in the club popping the bottles. And I just remember one day I was doing that and I was sitting there and I'm 33 and I'm, and I'm just like pop bottles and I'm looking around. It's like just a bunch of strangers, you know? And, and, and it's like a, a couple of my friends just like strangers. I'm like, yo. Maybe I don't have to live every child dream I, I, I had. Maybe I could like do something more useful than this. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I just wanted to just do. I, I wanted to yeah do everything I had ever missed out on just to realize like some of that shit I wasn't ever supposed to do. Now again, I had a great time, so I'm not. I, I, don't, I won't say I, I'll take a lot of it back, but um, I definitely move a little differently, uh, more strategically now. You know, not trying to fill voids. <laughs> so, uh, so last thing, what do you want to do? What do you want to be in five years? Do you want to be at a Hollywood film level? You want to be bigger stand-up? Like, you want to still be on this show? Like, what, what do you what do you see for yourself? Say five years? Yeah. Uh, five years, I want to be able to uh, be a lead in movies. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would love to uh, be doing, like, lead comedies and also, like, be diving into uh, horror and and, and, and drama um, would be t- would be tight. I would love to do uh, some action movies. Um, I, I have I have some I have some big hopes to do uh, like some something maybe something fun and new, um, fun and new. But they, I would I would love to be doing that. I would love for like to be doing bigger spaces and, and stand up and like be continuously growing. Hopefully having a few specials out by then and working on that next one. 
uh, everything I'm doing now, but just um, on just on the next level of 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 where I am. So how do how do you grow to that? Like, what do you need to do to get from here to there? Uh, work, put the work in, and um, and make sure the work is quality, and and, and just continue to grind uh, towards towards. I mean, I'm already working on uh, movies on this uh, on this level. And 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 just trying to make sure that that work lead leads to more work, you know what I mean? And and, and build those connections and and just stay consistent and uh, and and keep myself in check, you know what I mean? Um, because I just I just think that's important. Um, and and yeah, and I think with the relationships that I build and I and I will make and I have made, um, I yeah, I think it's possible to get there for sure. I, I mean, I think anything's possible. I'm here, and I didn't. You see this shit coming, uh, not like this. <laughs> so it was like, what? Like that, I Amy. Mean, I didn't really even know, like for real, what I was winning until until I did it. And then I was like, oh shit, that's whoa, you know. And it was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, just keep going, just keep going. So I just, I just think it's like continuing to do what I'm doing and I'm um, taking care of my mental and uh, and and, and staying stay healthy. I just think it'll. I think things will work out the way they're supposed to. And I think I'll. Yo, man, thank you so much for the time and the laughs and the comedy and everything that's going on for you. And uh, it's an honor to have you, brother. Thank you so much. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Hey, you, you better have a verse ready for me next time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take me about a year to write that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody. I always loved emceeing. Never tried to do it. I think part of the thing is I was in Boston in the 80s, mm-hmm. and I was I was buying every tape. It was cassettes. I left school at the risk of expulsion to buy tougher than leather on the first day that it came out right because you couldn't leave school during the day but but you could get away with it probably right but if you got caught you get you get killed but i'm, I'm like yo i need to have tougher than leather as fast as possible so i drove over to like my father's office got the cassette like from the store the skippy white store right near there so i mean i was hip-hop throughout the 80s um, but I was in Boston and it was like, yo, that's something that New York niggas do. Yeah. We don't do like the New York niggas is special. They rap. Like we don't do that here. Like, right. like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, it, it was definitely the Mecca. It, you know what I mean? I mean, everything New York was doing just, 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 just waved, waved down to Chicago. But we had, we, we, we were definitely doing our own thing. I remember my first, my first record, I bought two, records at the same time one was because like, my you know you grew up in a church so like you couldn't have rap in the, in the house but i wasn't having that so i bought two records one was a uh, will smith's record and then one was rock Kim 18th letter and, Wait, and so he's a dj i'm the rapper uh i i bought the i bought the i think it was the big willie style bro bro okay so a little later a little okay 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 and, and so I, I i bought that to hide my rock Kim out you know what I'm okay. saying? So they wouldn't know I had that rock Kim out. So anytime they would check, it would be it would be Big Willie style, nah, 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 nah. But really, <laughs> really, it was the God. Prophecy the Professor, boy. You know the God. Yo, I remember going to Strawberries, and they had one cassette of it was just a boombox. 
on a cover. It was LL's first album. I had heard no singles. I didn't know anything about him. I was like, yo, that is for me. And I bought the shit without having heard any of it and like went home and was like, this is amazing. You know, like it's crazy. It's crazy when it's crazy when people open the door for you, like, oh, what is this? This is because before that I was just getting everything off tape. I was just taping up every, I was like, when the radio would play some, I was just like, you know, say uh, uh, cassette tapes, just recording everything I could. And then, yeah, man, once I got so wait, who's your favorite MC? Oh man, I mean, that's just such a debate. But uh, I will say, the person who I want to say now and comes to mind is Kendrick. I think he's one. Wow, he's such a phenomenal MC, it's insane. Um, very. Uh, he's your number one all time. Now I'm not saying that. Um, um, he's he's up there. Jay Jay's one of my one of my tops. Um, I mean, I feel like the Biggie and Pac is such an easy go to 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 do, and I love both of them. Um, I, I was more I was I was bumping Biggie more uh, coming up, um, but uh, I I appreciated Pac more as I as I as I matured into into who I was as an MC. I was like, damn, I was really seeing what Pac was doing. And I and it, and it hit different. I, I was just a big punchline head, not knowing it was like the comedy in me, <laughs> you know. But I was I, I loved I loved motherfuckers who hit hit like punchlines and and could really, you know, what I mean, or, or paint a picture or just or just the artistry of the music and the melodies. Andre three thousand was like incredible with that. People were outcast like they're like they they were insane because they were weirdos, but they were like down. And it was Deep. like oh it, yeah, this is this is too crazy. Deep. Deep. Man, yeah, I, I mean, I, and and I just love hard bar. I love battle rap and hard bar. Shout out to battle rappers, bro. Like, there's a lot of dope battle rappers out here now. Um, like, but I, the cannabis, I loved cannabis for a long time, and wow. I, I had a lot of wow. And he couldn't make a song for real, but like his bars were nasty. Uh, and, and and I liked M because of the fact he, he they, they clashed, and then he won that. And I, like M is nasty with the with with the lyricism, and I. And like Nas, I mean, I could. There's so many. I felt ludicrous when he came on the scene. It was nuts, nutty with the with the punch. All those people, yes, absolutely. Um, Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica's disgusting. Uh, so so sick, bro. JID uh, is is cold blooded. J Cole, cold blooded. Um, Rockem is. Uh, it, it, hundred percent, one of my favorites. To live, Kwali, most deaf isn't. I mean, most deaf's amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Nasty, bro. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's so many cold ass. I mean, I know you love. I, I mean, like Wheezy will fucking destroy me with some like comedy, and yet it's serious, and yet it's a double entendre. And I'm like, how, how do you not write this shit? You're incredible. He, he, there's like six years. Yes. Wheezy was just yes blowing minds every time he hit a microphone. Like, Carter three, every oh, fucking feature. It, it was right before he went to jail. Yeah. Since then, it hasn't been the same. But up till like that six year before jail, it was like it was like a forty point game every single time he did something. I mean, I still think I still think Wayne drops gems. I don't. I I, th- I think they do hit different, but I think he does still drop. I see he still drops bars. 
Because well, he'd do the Carter album, which would be cool, but then he'd do the Drought, which would the mixtape, which would be like blowing my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. That, like when the Carter started, the Carter started everything. The Carter started the full transformation for when because the album before that had been hard, but like Carter was like holy shit. Then the Drought, and then uh, then the the, the, the jacket for beats, and then like just just he, he was hitting you so many sides. So many sides all of the time. You're like, yo, what the how the fuck, bro? This is his line about about real G's move in silence like lasagna. And I picture like a big piece of lasagna moving down the street silently. (laughs) Tiptoeing tiptoeing on his pasta. (laughs) I'm like, yo, my God, you know, drinking some big. A big tall glass of some shit you can't pronounce the A? Like what? <laughs> the dude is like just beast like man, which which birthed like so many different like cold dudes. You know, Thug, Thugger is now running in that lane and like this is a lot. It's I mean, he just contributed a ton, just that consistency, man. Like um I don't know, it's so many and I know I'm missing a ton of ton of rappers right now, but no, of course, but I mean, you know, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. It's it's sick, man. That game is that game is crazy. Uh, one day, one day I'll make a song with with a bunch of them. You know, uh, it would be crazy to see you and Yachty together because he's funny. Who? Yachty. Yeah, man. Yachty is a he's funny, funny, funny dude. Funny man. Yeah, yeah. Yachty's he's mad funny. Funny without being a clown. Right. You know what I mean, yeah. Like he, he like he understands. He's like understands humor. He understands humor in a in a way that's like. Like he's a comic almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean Quavo's funny as fuck too. Oh, all them dudes funny, bro. Like they're 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 cool as shit. Quavo's Quavo's funny. Uh, Offset's funny too. I, I haven't I haven't heard, I haven't heard like Takeoff say a funny thing to me personally, but like I just assume they all funny. You know what I'm he's saying? He's a little he's a little more serious, and he's he's dope as hell. He's just he's a little more serious. Yeah. Uh, Cuddy Kid Cuddy is mad funny. Um, Cuddy's incredible. And he's incredible. Incredible artist. Yo, what what'd you think when you when you were like, yo, he's gonna actually do the song in a dress? Uh, well, well, I you know I, I, at this point I've done songs with my heroes. You know what I mean? Like uh, so, and I've been at the at the job enough to know that people will say no. So I'm just always assuming it's like, let's ask him. If you say no, he say no, and then if you say yeah, it's like oh, okay, cool. But then I've also had times where people say yeah, and then they just back out at the last minute. So uh, to give the very real answer, I was like, I was assuming it would be cool because I've seen him do comedy before. I know he has the chops, and and, and he's and he's cool. And every time we've interacted, he's he's cool. But it was like I just until that person lays down the track. Once he laid down the verse and I heard it, I was like, oh, he's gonna really do this. And I, I mean, when he damn. when he when he did when he was on the show. Just a minute ago, and he did his second song in a dress. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Wow, damn! I ain't see that coming." <laughs> and no one saw it coming. We didn't. We had no idea. And, and you know, and I was like, "That's okay." Yeah, look, I right, did cut. And I remember us walking to the stage. I was like, "So you about to blow the internet wig back?" Because that's what you about. To do. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, "You know I." <laughs> Oh man, I, I was I was like I, I I told him like I ain't never seen nobody swag out in a in a, in a sundress like that before. Man. <laughs> that was crazy, son. 
Who's crazy? I mean, I I didn't get it until my friend was like, "Yo, it's Kurt Cobain," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." Because the first I was like, the first song I was like, "Yo, this song is dope." Cuddy's back. I love him. The second song I was like, "Yo, he's wearing a dress." <laughs> what? Why is he wearing? I couldn't even hear the song. I'm like, "Yo, why is Money wearing a dress?" Well, I was, but it's like it's it's, it's Cuddy, and he's like, he's, he's it's Cuddy. I would put him. I would. I, he's like, it's like, well, it's like for me, it would be like questioning if if um if Andre had had decided to do that, you know what I'm saying? Or Thug decided to do that. Like, it's it's like, it's not out of the realm of possibility for me to know, knowing really? the parties. So, so, if, so if, if, Lil, if Lil Nas X came out in a dress, I'd be like, I understand it. I, I get it. It's cool. But yeah, I didn't yeah. expect it from Cuddy. Yeah, yeah. Which I, which I, I was like, I was like, damn, all right. Shock value, and then I, I, I then I heard somebody like heard somebody say that his his girl made the dress and it was for her company. I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, it didn't really matter what the reason was. Like, it could have been because nigga, I'm I feeling dressed like, and I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Do your thing, fam. <laughs> do what you do. It's, that's what freedom is, isn't it? That's what we that's what we all fighting for. Like, just because you know, freedom always got to look like what you want it to look like, uh, but. Uh, I just know that my cousin was like, I, I didn't mind it. I just didn't like how it fit. I'm like, okay, well, that's 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 rude. But <laughs> well, no way. I see what he's saying because I was like, yo, I, I'm like, yo, I don't know if these straps and all this is flattering you. Like when Billy Porter wore a dress yeah. at the Oscars, I was like, you look perfect. That's how a man can rock a dress. Yeah, and, but you know, I was like, with this Billy Porter. Is like, yeah, he, I mean, he ain't going, he, he ain't coming, he ain't half-stepping shit. And, right. and that's, a, that's a whole different league of, 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 of clothes wearing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, there had to be a little bit of sloppiness, just, just how Cobain, uh, Kurt Cobain did it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, his, and, and Cobain's dress looked dirty. Like, at least, at least Cut's dress was clean. Like, Cobain's dress looked like it was worn in a scuffle. And then... And then it, it was a grandma house dress. It was it was very weak, very weak linen. Just uh, three three counts, three count cloth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like when people shake up shake up the industry, shake up the culture, man. It's that's it's it, it's dope. So I salute that shit. Even definitely if you definitely do it. Like I salute. Thank you so much to Chris Red for a great interview. And thanks to you for listening. And thanks to our super producers, Britt, Marcus Harkis, Noel Sam Montes, Jason Reynolds, Gerville Calais, Michelle Brenda Cox, Kathy F., Dr. Keena Murphy, Earl Dorsey, and Theotokis. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torrey and on Instagram at Torrey Show and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Torrey Show. Torrey Show is written by me, Torrey, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington. Our booker is Claudia Jean. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Friday and on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down.
We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. 